0: think about yourself as a factory, right? Like what are your raw inputs? What are your raw materials? Is it audiobooks? Is it online courses? Is it trips that you take conversations? You have notes from phone calls. Is it screenshots that you take websites that you bookmark PDFs that you read? Like think about the incredible diversity of materials that we have access to. Okay. Now that's your raw material, but what are you doing with it? Are you hoarding Are you just accumulating, accumulating for years and years and years, just piling up to the sky, all this stuff, or are you creating, what are you creating? This is what matters. What are you creating out of the information consumption that you're doing?
1: Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley Podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mind Valley Podcast. So today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is basically productivity. Look, I work around 50 hours a week. And uh, that's actually not too bad for a CEO, but I know CEOs who put in 70 hours, some who put in a hundred hours. I put in 50 hours because I believe if you go too much, you actually lower your productivity. We all need rest time. We all need time to recuperate. But the reason I do 50 hours is also because I'm mad about productivity hacks. I constantly set time aside from work to look at how I can improve work. How I can optimize everything I do from communications to meetings, to answering email, to signing documents, to working on technology roadmaps, to scripting, to optimizing the way I write my book. And I love having conversations with productivity experts. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where Tiago Forte comes in. Tiago's online course, Building a Second Brain, has been taken by more than 1,000 students in 70 Countries. He draws on different academic disciplines such as information science, uh, user experience design, and so on to help teach people how to basically optimize the amount of work they get done in any given hour. He's worked with companies such as Toyota, Genentech, Nestle, the Inter-American Development Bank, and he's been featured in the New York Times, Inc. Magazine, The Atlantic, and Quants. And so we're really excited to have Tiago here, and we're going to be talking about Concepts such as the second brain. Concepts such as his code methodology, C-O-D-E. Concepts such as the para method, all to ensure that you get more done in less time. And look, if everything goes well, hopefully by the end of this podcast episode, you'll be able to shave off two or three hours a week. That means ending your Fridays at 4 p.m. rather than the regular seven, having more time for your kids. Who wouldn't want that? So let's give a big, warm Valley welcome to Tiago.
0: Tiago, hi, and welcome hi. to Valley. Hey, really glad to be here, Vishen. I, I've been looking forward to this for a long time.
1: Absolutely. So first, Tiago, tell us a little bit about yourself. What made you dive so deep into productivity?
0: You know, it was really going from the the countryside of eastern Ukraine, where I was a Peace Corps volunteer. The Peace Corps is a U.S. government program that sends Uh, mostly young people as volunteers to different countries. I did it from 2009 to 2011, small village in like the most rural part of, you know, the far reaches of Eastern Ukraine, all the time in the world, no particular pressure, no particular responsibility, just there by myself teaching English. And I went from there, when I returned home from my period of service, to the middle of Silicon Valley. It was like I was dropped. I was like parachuted in to the very heart of Silicon Valley, where I worked for this, uh, a small consulting firm that kind of felt like a startup. It was like six people trying to build this new company in the middle of Silicon Valley. And I can remember this feeling of like, what is going on here? My email inbox is like a news ticker. It doesn't stop. (laughs) And like there's this thing called Slack. It also doesn't stop. And like people are texting me on my personal phone. And that doesn't stop. I'm just like, this is absolutely insane. How can anyone even do anything in this environment? (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I relate. I can totally relate to that. Go on. To me, it was like survival. It was like for me to to even like have peace of mind on a minute to minute level for me to finish at a reasonable time, which was still like 8 PM instead of like 10 PM for me to have weekends, for me to have a social life, for me to have a girlfriend, I needed some solution. And so I was at a friend's house who was further along in her career. And there was a book on the shelf, which was getting things done, also known as GTD by David Allen. And I picked it up and he's kind of, you know, kind of like business, like he has a suit and he looks very serious and looks a little stiff but he has this term, this is personal productivity. And I had never even heard of this term. I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought productivity was like for economists or maybe like factories. Right. And I just picked up this book and started reading and was introduced to such an amazing world, which is this idea that you can get better at your fundamental ability to just get things done. That was news to me. And I think it's still news to a lot of people. Like A lot of people, I think, still go to work and just think, oh, yeah, I just go to work from this time to this time and I just do things the way that I've always done them or the way that other people do them or the way that seems obvious. And then I just finish and then I go home. But within those hours, there is an infinite depth. This is what I love about this. This field is there's always new angles, new Mm -hmm. aspects, new, more subtle, sophisticated, more leveraged ways of completing our our work.
1: I love that now you call your work building a second brain what is this concept of the second brain
0: yes okay so a second brain is my term for a system it's a distributed system outside of your head that's the important part it's not in here it's out here it's a system of all the technology broadly defined from apps to software in your computer to your different hardware devices to SaaS services that you subscribe to, to social media networks, even physical items like notebooks and pens and paper. Like imagine almost your head is the sun and you have all these tools like little orbiting planets, right? That is your second brain, this cloud of intelligence that you have at your disposal. And my thesis, my belief is that those tools have now become so powerful, so easy to use, and so intelligent for the first time. Like we've always had tools for tens of thousands of years, but now in the past 30, we can say they have intelligence, some kind of intelligence. The power of this cloud is so great that it makes more sense to optimize your second brain than to try to perfectly optimize your first brain. I love that. So when it comes to optimizing
1: your second brain, what are some of the tools you suggest and what tips would you uh, suggest we apply to these tools?
0: Yeah. So here's where I think I, I might differ from others. So I'm not that interested in the frontier of technology. Like you have people on your, your podcast and who come speak at your events that are working on just insane things, artificial intelligence and self-driving cars. And they're really that far frontier. I'm interested in the, the basics, like the fundamentals, like what are the, the ABCs, the reading, writing, arithmetic? of knowledge work, because we still don't know this. Like, think about how new knowledge work is. Knowledge work was coined, the the term was coined, I think, in the 60s or 70s. But I would say only in the past 10 or 20 years has it really come into its own, right? And so we're still like babies. We're like babies with knowledge work. We don't even know like how it works, really. And so what I would say is there's four basic apps. This is where I I would have people start, okay? There are four, like, I don't understand how you can manage life or your work without these four apps. Okay. And they're all free. You don't have to spend one cent. They all have different options, right? So you can choose the one that fits your operating system, that fits the level of complexity that you want, that is designed with the color scheme that you like. And I have a a blog post, maybe someone on your team could find it, which is called one touch to inbox zero. If you Google that, you'll find it on my blog, which kind of explains all of this, but basically let me give you the, the short version. Those four apps are a digital notes app. Okay, you need, this is probably the most important. You need a place, a trusted place outside your head where you park things that you want to keep track of, ideas, insights, theories, quotes, you know, material without having to memorize it. So I personally use Evernote. Mm-hmm. The two other most popular options for people who take my course are Notion and Roam Research. So,
1: I just want to add something there. So, Mind Valley, if you're a Mind Valley member, in fact, not even if you're a Mind Valley member, because we just made this free, but check out insights.mindvalley.com. So, I got fed up with Evernote because of feature writers, and I created Insights. It's Mind Valley's note taking app. A lot of people are saying it's more powerful than Evernote because it's designed for collaborative note taking. Mm. Uh, so, if you are a Mind Valley member, definitely use Insights because what happens is if you're doing a Mind Valley program or even attending a live call, You can directly write notes on this live call and share it with other members and even set conditions. You can share it with members in Estonia. So let me give you an idea. Okay. So as as Tiago is talking, go to insights.mindvalley.com and uh, you will be able to actually write a note, create an insight and actually attach it to an object under Mindvalley. If you type in Tiago's name, uh, you will see this conversation. This conversation will be there. You can write an insight, attach it to that object and um, share notes on this conversation with other members. So I'm going to pack that aside, but I'm so glad that you started with a note utility
0: because I'm obsessed with that. I mean, it's fundamental. It's fundamental. Like I always ask people, okay, you're learning something. You're reading a book. You're listening to this podcast. You're taking a course, a Mind Valley course. It's like, okay, first What are the chances that everything, every word in that piece of content is going to be perfectly applicable right this instant, like zero, maybe at most 1%, 2%, 5%, the other 90 or 95% you have to preserve through time so that you can revisit it when you're ready to take action on that. Like think of the best book you read last year. if You can even remember it. Can you remember one point from that book? I challenge you, or if you can, two or three, I doubt it.
1: Right. Here's the cool thing, by the way, guys, if you're using insights, you can attach it to books. So when I go to insights right now, I can see that Mind Valley members are writing about books such as The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, In the Flow by Elisa Vitti. But the cool thing is when you click on the book, you see shared notes across our entire community. So you don't just see what you're learning from the book. You can see notes by other members. Uh, So every time I read a book, my notes
0: actually go in insights and I make them public for all of you to read. I love it. So many options, right? You could use the note default notes app on the Apple phone. You know, if you don't even want to download anything, Insights sounds great. There's simple notes, which is made by WordPress. If you're really into the WordPress ecosystem, there's probably close to 50 different options for note taking apps. And that's just the first one beautiful so the first one is a note taking app and we yes. shared a number of
1: suggestions now also mention that insights is completely free i built this for myself but i made it free to the world it's on insights.mindvalley.com and there is no level the highest level is completely free okay so there is no like hidden subscription or whatever it's just completely free now what is the second tool we should be using tiago
0: okay the second tool is what i call a read later app I have a separate article called The Secret Power of Relater Apps that someone could probably find and drop in the chat. But basically, here, here's the issue, is the same way that you're very careful what you put in your first brain, you're careful about what you allow to go in there. You want good thoughts, enriching thoughts. You want wisdom, right? Not noise. You also want to be careful about what you put in your second brain. You don't just want to dump. There's something I noticed, which I call information hoarding right? It's kind of like those, the house hoarders who just like pile like trash and random things and pizza boxes in their home. Some people do that with their software. They just pile like articles and books and quotes and tweets and all these things without really paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And So what a Relator app is, it's, it's very simple. It's just like a little button that goes into your browser on your computer or on your phone. And every time you think you might want to read something or watch something or listen to something, but you're not sure if it's good, you're not sure if it's relevant, you click that button and it gets saved to basically a reading list. Okay. You you can also have videos and audio, but think of it like a reading list. It's almost like a personalized magazine of the things that you've said you want to get back to. In the moment, you come across this cool article, right? Like put yourself in in this situation. Now, usually you think you have two choices. I can stop what I'm doing and spend 20 minutes reading this thing, or I cannot read it, but then lose it forever. Those are the two options that people think they have. But no, there's a third option, which is click that button, save it to your read later app. And next time you have some free time, open that thing up and you'll have this curated collection of things to consume. Uh, and there's two leading contenders, which are Instapaper and Pocket. Mm-hmm. Instapaper Paper and Pocket are the two most popular ones by far. I don't even actually know of any others that people use. There's one up and coming called Matter. If you're an early adopter and you want to try the cool new thing, you can also check out Matter. I love that. Those
1: are really, those are really, really, really cool tips. A read later function is actually coming to Insights. We, we built this tool to be super flexible. So when you create an Insight, you can attach it to an object. Uh, you can attach it to a link. And that could be an article. And then you just tag it read later. You can attach it to a book. So if you go there and you type in my name, for example, you'll see all my books. And then you can just tag your read later note to a book. Soon, you're going to be able to tag a visit later. So you can literally tag it to restaurants, to locations around the world. Uh, You can tag it to movies. So there's going to be a read later utility there as well. But that's really useful. Thank you for
0: that tip. Of course. Yeah. Those are the first two. Should we keep going? Yes. Let's go on to number three and four. Okay. The third one is a, is a calendar app. And this one isn't, you know, really specific to me. It's a, been widely known, but I'm still actually kind of surprised there's some people that don't use, I mean, the classic is Google Calendar, right? Like don't try to remember your appointments. That is, that's like the lowest value information that you could be keeping up here you want to deal with invites. You want to deal with appointments on your calendar. You want everything to be synced across devices. So if you're on the go and you don't know what's happening, you can just look on your phone. And so it's clear the mutual expectation, you know, what time are we starting? Is it seven or seven thirty? How are we meeting? Is it Google Hangouts, Zoom phone call? Are there any notes in the little notes section, right? Like your calendar really should be one of the very first things that you get out of your brain and into software. Right. I love that. I love that. I use Google Calendar for
1: everything. Google Calendar is definitely a really robust tool. And the fourth item?
0: The fourth item is a task manager. A task manager. So this is the, the bread and butter of productivity. It's a digital to-do list, right? Like you think your to-do list is you know, that little piece of paper on your desk that has five items. That might be the to-do list for now or for today. But if you actually take the step, and this is what GTD teaches to do a brain dump, if you actually were to sit down, and it will probably take an hour or two and write down everything you have to do from big to small, from important to urgent, from short-term to long-term, every little thing you have to fix in your house, every email you have to send, every book you want to read, there would be hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I guarantee it. Just try it. And so once you realize that, you realize little scraps of paper on my desk don't work. I need software that can organize it, that can be searched, that can be organized, reorganized, tagged, broken into categories. Everything I'm saying is from getting things done. It's completely you know, taught by David Allen. But the task manager that I use and that I really love and recommend, unfortunately, it's only for Mac and iOS is Things. It's right. called Things by Cultured, a company called Cultured Code.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I was using things for many years. Um, I stopped, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. If you study Nir Yal's program on Mind Valley, mm-hmm. on the power of focus and becoming indistractable, he actually says, don't use a task manager. He says, schedule it in your calendar. If you have something to do, put it directly in your calendar. And he goes on to report that the most productive people don't actually use task managers, it just goes straight in your calendar. And mm-hmm. uh, now that said, I do use a task manager, but very, 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 but really. Simple things like remembering to collect you know, stuff from the laundromat. Those of you who are Mind Valley members, check out Nuriel's program and you'll learn how to optimize between calendar and task manager. It's a really powerful uh, idea that he presents. Tiago, have you heard of Nuriel? Totally. Yeah, I've met him. I went to his Habit Summit. Uh, exactly. Summit Me too. He's the, he's the master of teaching people focus and habits and the guy that Silicon Valley trusts in terms of even like designing apps.
0: I love Nier, yeah. Nier's a, a really great writer. He has that new book called Distract Distract Indistractable. Exactly. Indistractable. The official
1: course. The official course based on that book is part of Mind Valley membership. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so so those of you listening to this on the podcast, if you want to go deep into Nier's work, you can master focus and indistractability by going to mindvalley.com, becoming a member, and Nier's course is gonna be available to you. Okay, so those four ideas are powerful. I'm and tool. this is a uh, Mind Valley podcast. It's a read later tool, the third, a calendar, and the fourth, a task manager. I'm really excited to say that Mind Valley is building a task manager into the Mind Valley system. It's going to be ready in around 12 months and it's going to integrate with your Quest and with the new AI we're building that will help you plan your daily schedule around your health and wellness. So uh, all four of those things that you mentioned, we're actually building into the Valley ecosystem. I just wanted to create something that's fully integrated. So our members and myself didn't have to be all over the place, but I'm really excited that you mentioned those four things. We are totally aligned in terms of what we believe are important productivity tools.
0: Very cool. Very cool. That's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the tooling, you know, the tooling of any profession is not as sexy. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not as cool, but like, what I would notice is like, you you can go to, you know, seminars or conferences or big events and get really excited and you're really like motivated and inspired. And that's a very short lasting feeling. It lasts like hours, maybe days, but at some point you have to just, just have the tools. Like every professional, every real professional needs a set of tools. And I think for knowledge work for knowledge, intensive digital work, like the work that many of us do, it's these, these tools. Beautiful.
1: Now let's go on to to a couple of other interesting ideas from your work. I'm interested in understanding what is the code methodology? You speak a lot about CODE. Explain that to us.
0: Yes. Okay. So code is the, it's really the central methodology of the whole building a second brain system. And it stands for four actions, which are capture, organize, distill, and express so we can get into each of those, but the thing about code that I think it's important that people understand is I think when people think of their second brain, they think of a warehouse and that's really not what your second brain is. Like, don't think of like a big Costco warehouse, you know, with giant pallets stacked to the ceiling and like 150 foot tall ceilings and going like hundreds and hundreds of feet back with forklifts. Like that's not what your second brain is. It's not about volume. It's not about how many gigabytes and files and folders and text and images can we pack in here? It's quality, not quantity. So instead of a warehouse, what I encourage people to think of their second brain as is a factory. It's really a factory. Now, what's the difference? A factory thing is a process. There's movement, right? Things come in, raw materials, in the case of a manufacturing facility, steel, you know, rubber, different kinds of metal, different parts come in on one side, they get refined and developed and they evolve and get better. And then on the other side, come out finished high quality, valuable products, right? It's not about storage. It's about creation. Okay. So now how does this apply to you as a knowledge worker? I know it's very strange because we're taught like, oh no, our work is now much more evolved and advanced. Like it's not like the factories of the old days, which was dirty and dangerous and all these things. We kind of look down on factory work, right? But I've had these experiences of actually going to factories, modern factories. They're not that dirty, dangerous stereotype that you think they're incredibly clean, incredibly efficient. They have so much technology. They're very humane. They actually have a lot of protections and and safety protocols and all these things. And so think about yourself as a factory, right? Like what are your raw inputs? What are your raw materials? Is it audiobooks? Is it online courses? Is it trips that you take, conversations you have, notes from phone calls? Is it screenshots that you take, websites that you bookmark, PDFs that you read? Like think about the incredible diversity of materials that we have access to. Okay. Now that's your raw material, but what are you doing with it? Are you hoarding? Are you just accumulating, accumulating for years and years and years, just piling up to the sky, all this stuff? Or are you creating? What are you creating? This is what matters. What are you creating out of the information consumption that you're doing? Mm-hmm. So capture then would be capture information
1: in notes or read later. Organize the information.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. Organize the info. Okay. Distill. What does that mean? This is the one I think people often miss is information has to be distilled, which means it has to be summarized, right? Like, for example, uh, I'm just reading a book, Atomic Habits, which I'm sure you're all very familiar with. You know, I just highlighted the passages that I liked using the Kindle app. You just put your finger down and highlight. uh, And then I sync, this is actually a great tip. I sync all my Kindle highlights to my digital notes using a service called ReadWise, Readwise one word, which is fantastic. Basically it works in the background. It's completely automatic. It listens for any highlights that you make and without any action on your part, syncs those highlights to your notes. It's fantastic. But the highlights from a typical book might be a thousand words like easily. Could
1: you, that was so cool. What you just mentioned. What was that tool again? That syncs your highlights to your notes.
0: So this is the greatest thing ever, you guys. This is, And it's still not widely known, but it's a relatively new company. It's been around the past few years. They're great friends of ours. They're partners with our course. It's called Readwise. How can you spell that for us? Yeah, R-E-A-D-W-I-S-E. Readwise.com. Okay, great. Yeah. And they do many things. If you look there on the website, Syncing Highlights is one of about 20 different things that they do. Amazing. We will definitely check it out. Yeah, you can think of this as like the circulatory system of your second brain. Like you have the circulatory system that's sending blood and nutrients and oxygen all over kind of in the background. That's what Readwise does for your second brain. It's R-E-A-D-W-I-S-E? A, uh, yes. I'm not sure if it's .com. It might be Readwise.io. Okay. Let's see.
1: Let's make sure we get that to everyone. Readwise.io. Checking that out right now. Yeah,
0: that's it's .io. Here we go. It's Readwise.io. Perfect. Beautiful. Looks really, really cool. So yeah, I did my highlights and the next morning. I opened up my notes and there they are. They just appeared automatically, but it's too long. Like this is what people don't realize about notes is notes. You think, oh, the more, the better, but Mm -hmm. actually it's the more, the worse, right? Because in the middle of your day, you have five minutes before the next meeting starts and you want to just reference your notes. Are you going to go in and read a thousand words and try to find the one or two or three points that are going to be useful to you? No way. No one has time for that, right? Your notes have to be succinct. The main points, the greatest insights, the most powerful statements have to be highlighted. And I have a technique called progressive summarization, which you can find a free article on my blog. uh, If you just search progressive summarization in my name, uh, which is basically, it's, it's really funny. It's just highlighting, but it's highlighting using technology instead of a highlighter. And in a very particular way that's suited for for knowledge work. I see. So this is
1: under, are we talking now under distill, the concept of distill? Okay, great. So I'm going to recap that. People think more notes are better, but it's not true. The more notes, the worse. Make it succinct. Focus on the best. Tiago recommends a technique he calls progressive summarization. That's really cool. I want to make sure that we make this available to people. And uh, you will find that on Forte labs.co, Tiago's website, F O R T. Elabs.co. So go check out the website, Tiago. As you're speaking, I'm I'm Googling and I'm finding so many amazing articles by you. This is really, really, really cool. And by the way, when we are done with this conversation, as we come to the tail end of this conversation, I'm actually going to show you, I'm going to give you an actual demo of how I'm actually creating notes from Tiago, from this conversation with Tiago. And I'm going to show you the power of Mind Valley Insights. So we're going to come to that too. So now we have capture, organize, distill. What is the next
0: piece? The last one is express, which is another way of saying create or publish or ship or share. Uh, There's many words for it, but if you don't think about a factory, if you don't produce that final product, all the previous steps were wasted. They really were right. Like what is the point of gathering knowledge? If it doesn't have any impact on anyone else, if it doesn't help anyone, if it doesn't cause anything new to exist in the world. There's really no point. And so I'm constantly pushing people to move beyond information hoarding, move beyond accumulation and consumption and collecting. Once you see all these notes with your knowledge in front of you, you're just like, okay, like I have a 500 notes. Do I really need to add one more note or should I switch what I'm doing and share what I already have with the world? That's expression. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. That is expression. Now, what are the best ways to share notes? So it's funny. A lot of people want to just share the note itself, which you can do, right? Mm -hmm. You can create like a public link or just paste into a, you know, a public notion doc or a public Evernote thing or your website. Mm -hmm. But, and I I wish that worked. I wish that was possible. People share me their notes every day. People share me their notes. And I'm just like, this is pointless. (laughs)
1: So Tiago, I want to, on this last one, Express, firstly, I'm so psyched. I'm so happy that you mentioned Express as the final ingredient. Capture, organize, distill, express. I want to quickly share my screen and show you what I'm doing. And I think this is going to blow some of your minds. Uh, And Tiago, I think you're going to love what you see here as well, because I am, we're really talking for the first time, but I'm surprised at how aligned our vision is. So as Tiago was talking, I'm creating notes to share with all of our Mind Valley members on the code methodology so as as i'm interviewing tiago i'm actually typing this out because my and this is on mind valley insights and by the way free tool open to the world capture organized distill, express so progressive summarization is here read wise is here and i want to show you a couple of things insights makes it super easy to beautify your notes so I'm, I'm about to express my notes it already knows this article is on productivity so it searched and found a beautiful image on productivity to put here I've tagged it Tiago Forte. I've tagged the increasing productivity. Now I'm going to tag this to the event that we are having here. See that? Boost productivity. So I've attached this note to this particular event. And now I am going to save it. Now, when I save it, I can make it private or I can, I can share this with all Mind Valley members as I just did. Now, anyone who's a Mind Valley member can come and see this note. And what you're seeing over here, by the way, is my personal note repository. This is getting more and more powerful. We're bringing in a model called Zettelkasten, where you can add notes within notes. But you can see every time I read a book, this is my favorite quotes from Gary Zukov. But notice I published it and other Mind Valley members are commenting on these notes. Now, it's super fast to use insights, much faster than WordPress because of the way we um, just because of the editing interface and everything. But let's go to the main page, okay? So this is the main page of Insights. So you can see, if you go to insights.mindvalley.com, right now, as you're listening to this, you will see the notes on the code methodology typed up. But here's the cool thing. Any one of you can also add notes to Tiago's session. Right now, it's just my note, but anyone else can add notes. And we can now share each other notes. Check this out. This is uh, notes on Jim Quick Superbrain. Look at the number of Insights. On Superbrain, these are all public notes, and you can see what other people are learning. Now you can click on their profile. Let's click on this guy's profile. Oh, Viji, sorry, Viji Nataraj, a, a woman from India, and you can see all her notes that she's of what she's learning from Mindvalley. So this is what Tiago means by express. Now, if you're watching this on a podcast, don't worry; you may not be able to see the demo that I'm doing right now. But go to insights.mindvalley.com, and you will see a beautiful note-taking utility that allows you to share notes. Uh, you can see what's hot, what's you know really important in the ecosystem right now. And then you can manage all of your own notes. There's some pretty cool management tools. Uh, and here we use tagging to organize your notes. When I click on immunity, for example, I can see all my notes on immunity. This one is a shopping list for boosting immunity. It was from a conversation with Dr. Daniel Amen and I, and I can publish this list and share it with friends. So go ahead, use insights, tons of stuff over here. And you can see, You know, just in the topic of resilience, there are about 151 articles slash notes written by Mind Valley members around the world. So I hope you guys enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I want to emphasize something, Vishnu, which is the note that you took is a great example because you took those notes and you organized and presented them for the consumption of others. Yes. That's the important part. If you just like random stuff and have like typos and abbreviations that no one understands and there's no headings and there's no images, you share that with someone, they're going to be like. What is this text vomit that you sent me? You, right. When you create, even from the first step of capture, like from the very first step, you had other people in mind. You were making for an audience. That meant your notes were more succinct, made more sense. They had headings, they had images. That is what really what I encourage people to do is create their note-taking for themselves, their, of course, but also for the other people that they're going to impact.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. So so this is the whole principle here. So you know what inspired me to create this, Tiago? I right. was interviewing Naveen Jain one year ago. You know, Naveen Jain, brilliant American entrepreneur, founded bio Moon Express. And he is the teacher on Mind Valley that talks about boldness. Mm-hmm. And so Naveen said, Oh, Vision, you want to change education? And I go, Yeah. And he's like, you know, think bigger. Don't, don't put people in a classroom, teach people how to subscribe to each other's brains. So as I get smarter, you can get smarter. You can subscribe to my brain. And so we started making this one of our goals. Soon, I'd say it's about 18 months away. Insights is going to evolve further. And any of you can allow people to subscribe to your brain. So as you learn, they learn as well. And we're still working on some of the AI and the algorithms behind it, but it's getting pretty powerful.
0: Amazing! I love it. It's very—it's a very cool thing you're doing to accompany your content.
1: Thank you. Now, now let's go on. I want to make sure that I give credit where it's due. I want to make sure that people also know where to find you, Tiago. So Tiago's website is fortelabs.co. fortelab sco And Tiago's written a number of books. You can check them out, and you can download a free sample on Amazon Kindle. The names of his books are Ways of Knowing. The Heart Is the Bottleneck extend your mind and design your work. So type in Tiago Forte on Amazon Kindle on amazon.com, and you can download a sample of these books. And Tiago, for the purpose of productivity, which book do you suggest people start with?
0: I would start with design your work. It's okay. Design
1: like. your work.
0: Great. It's like the beginning. It's like the fundamentals, especially if you're just getting started with this, I would say that one.
1: Amazing. We will definitely check that out. Now, the next question is on the Para method. While we still have time, what is the Para method?
0: Yeah, Para is my method for organizing in the the O of code. What I teach is the Para method, and it's probably the thing I'm most known for. It's definitely the the top post on my blog. You can also find a, uh, a guide to Para on my website. And Para is really a way of organizing information not based on its subject or topic. Okay, so usually when people think, oh, I'm going to organize information, I think they tend to think of a library. Okay, how does a library organize? By subject, right? Like from A to Z, they'll start with architecture. And then under architecture will be modern architecture, traditional architecture, Roman architecture. And then under Roman architecture will be Corinthian columns, Gothic columns, like more and more specific. It's basically a big hierarchy. It's a big tree, Right. And so when people think, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to organize my information like that, then they start creating subjects, psychology, creativity, interior design, productivity, reading history, which is so natural. It's so kind of, you would think, you know, that that's the most natural way to organize information, but it's not, it's really not. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Now, Thiago, I, I want to
1: turn, I want to do something a little bit meta here. Okay. As you are teaching the Para Method. I'm going to share my screen and the audience is going to see how I'm organizing your wisdom for my own brain. And I'm building a second brain. Okay. So what you're seeing over here is what I'm typing out on insights.
0: Okay, Tiago, continue. So Para has people organized differently, which is according to actionability. Actionability, what is actionable, what you can take action on is the most important principle when it comes to your personal information. Okay. And to follow that principle, we put every single piece of information. And I mean, every single piece of information, I don't care what it is, can fit into one of these four categories. Okay. And those four categories are sorted from most actionable, which is projects to least actionable, which is archives. Okay. So you can almost think of it like a pyramid. It's a pyramid. The, the, the very top of the pyramid is projects. It's small. And then the level below that is areas. And the level below that is resources. And the bottom level, the foundation of the pyramid is archives. Beautiful. And basically, so what,
1: what, what exactly is a project? What would a project be?
0: Yes. Okay. So let's go through each of these. A project is, is pretty much what you think of. It's any tangible outcome that you are working toward that takes multiple work sessions. Okay. So if it takes an hour, if it takes a day, you don't really need to like boot up a whole project. You kind of just do it. But if it's, if it's going to take multiple days, multiple weeks, or even months, you need, you need to to track those tasks. Mm -hmm. And so what's important about that is you always have a limited number of projects, right? Like you're not actually making progress on like 50 things. That's impossible. In a given week, you're making progress on at most, at most, at most, maybe 10, like if you're hyper productive, usually it's like five things that you're actually moving forward. Right. And, and that's that's nice because that means there's always a relatively small amount of things to pay attention to. Right. That's why projects are the top of the pyramid, is it preserves your attention by only making you think about a small number of things. I see. And now we go on to areas. Areas are the sort of the hats that you wear in life, the roles and responsibilities that you have in different aspects of your work and your life, right? So in your work life, you may be in charge of things. You may be a manager of people. You may be in charge of marketing. You may be in charge of, you know, a committee or something. You may be in charge of uh, the one corner of the office. Those are areas. In your personal life, you might be a husband or wife. You might be a brother or sister, a son or daughter. It's like, these big, these big areas of your life, your house, your car, your health, your finances, your pets, right? And so in these folders or notebooks, you're keeping information related to those things, right? Like what information do you need to manage these different areas of your life? And next resources its kind of everything else. This is where you can put topics and subjects like you're doing some research on psychology or you're reading a book about learning or you have a bunch of quotes from different podcasts that you like, right? The important thing is this is where the greatest volume of information is going to come and you don't want all the information front and center. You don't want to be having to pay attention to all the things all the time. So I like to have resources sort of like a little bit hidden. It's a little bit out of the way. So you only, it's sort of like your personal library. You only access it when you actually need to. Got it. And then finally, archives. Archives is essentially inactive items from the previous three categories. Okay. So projects that finish or they get canceled or postponed areas that are no longer relevant, no longer actionable or resources that you're just not interested in, in paying attention to anymore. Like you don't want to delete, you never want to delete anything. There's no reason to, we have so much storage space now, but you also don't want things that are inactive and, and not relevant to be cluttering your mind space. So the archives are like cold storage. You want this completely out of the way, hidden place that you never have to look at unless you really want to, where you can stick things. Beautiful. So
1: projects, areas, resources, archives. Okay. Now, how do we make all of these
0: dance together? Yes. So this is your workflow. These four categories are the the way that information moves. Think about it. On a day-to-day basis, what are you most engaged with? Your projects right? That's where information tends to come in. You take on a new project and you gather some information, some notes about it. Then if you like that project or if it goes well, or you want to do more of it, what happens? It becomes an area, Mm -hmm. The things get promoted. They get, they get transitioned into an area. Okay. An area sometimes no longer becomes active. It's not something you're responsible for. So it becomes a resource. So basically it's really hard for people to get their head around. Sometimes when you have a piece of information, a note, Let's say you take a note on a book that you read. There's no right place for that piece of information. There is no single correct, perfect, for all time, right place to put that. It depends on what it means to you. It depends completely on what it means to you. If you're working on a project today that is related to that book, it might be the most important thing that you have to pay attention to. It goes into a project. But if it's just like a random book you're reading on some topic that you're just curious about, don't put that in your projects, put that in resources. Mm -hmm. Right. Got it. So you're constantly asking, what is my relationship to this piece of information? How much of my attention does it need to be taking up? So Tiago, I'm going to actually
1: suggest at this point that people go check out your longer article on Para. Now to, to help you find the article, I'm publishing a quick summary on what Tiago has just said. For those of you who are watching the screen share Notice I'm now setting my sharing settings, I'm making it visible to everyone. So now everyone, not just members, can see my notes on Para. And if you go to the top page of Mind Valley Insights, you'll see this. Now, if you wanna find Tiago's article, full article on Para, so this is the summary, you can see that we have linked to the article over here. You just gotta click on that and view web link, and you will come to Tiago's article. You can see it's a very long article, probably take you about 10, 15 minutes to read. But it is beautifully, beautifully, beautifully illustrated. I strongly recommend it. Now, as we're doing that, I see that a couple of Mind Valley members are also sharing their notes. Thank you so much, Monica Belteton. I am looking at Monica's notes. She's also created a beautiful summary here of everything Tiago has been speaking about. And Monica published her notes on Mind Valley Insights. Monica chose to just share the notes with members. Um, so you can see if you're a member, you will automatically be visible to you. But if you felt that there was a lot in this call, don't worry. Thank you, Monica. Everything has been captured. Now, I'm sharing this so you understand just what we're doing here. We're actually practicing Tiago's advice in real time as we are listening to him. We are doing the E of the CODE methodology, the express. As we come to the tail end, let's take some questions from the audience. So the first question is from Hilary Wilmer. And Hillary asks, Tiago, do you have any tips to help us with the feeling of overwhelm with the vast amount of things that we need to organize?
0: Yeah, I do. I think the the key to that is really focusing on making things. There's a creator mindset. You may have heard of like creators or the creator economy. When you approach the internet from the perspective of a consumer, you'll instantly get overwhelmed. It's like, there's way too much to consume. You'll never get to the end of it. You'll never get to even 1% of 1% of it. It's crazy. Whereas when you shift into creator, and when I say creator, I don't mean just you have a YouTube channel, you have a podcast, you have a blog. Like, like don't think of the people, the, the thought leaders that you follow online. You know, don't think of me and Vishen. Just even in your company, on your team, think about yourself as a creator, right? Like when you take notes from a meeting, Do those notes just get filed away, never to be seen again? Like, imagine if you just took a few, like three minutes after the end of a meeting to just organize the notes a little bit, like you saw Vishen do, and send them out to the people that were in the meeting. Like, I love when people do that. It's such a service, right? You've already taken the notes. Just take a few minutes, create a, a summary of the meeting, send them out to people, and that will enhance your reputation. People will start to you know, feel like you're doing them a favor because you are, they'll mm-hmm. look for ways to help you. Like that karma will come back to you, just make things. And suddenly when you make things, you realize that you don't need very much to make things, you know, like, all right, you saw my blog post, thousands of words. I often just have three to five sources. I just have a quote, a statistic, a few bullet points, a, uh, you know, a graphic, and I just pull those together. And suddenly I have a massive blog post. You don't need much to make things, but you can only really understand that when you start to make things. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Now,
1: the next question is, so this is from Robert A. And he says, please help with time management. I was a flight attendant internationally for years and was late to almost every flight. It's not as easy as saying add an extra 30 minutes or an extra hour. Something always happens when I'm trying to get out of the door or I'm just, or am I just scheduling too much? Any advice to help us train ourselves to efficiently manage our time?
0: Yeah. Time management. So I agree. It's about more than just changing your schedule. There's, I think there's something that happens in our psychology. Like I noticed this with my wife, you know, my wife is constantly late. (laughs) And I think the reason is that it's more painful for her to be early than it is for her to be late. Mm. When my wife arrives somewhere and she's early, it's like, it's painful for her. She's like, oh my gosh, we're here, you know, like 30 minutes early to the thing, 10 minutes early, this is waste. It actually feels like wasted time. I could have spent 10 more minutes doing what I wanted to do. I could have spent 30 more minutes, you know, of my own time. Whereas for me, it's much more painful to be late than to be early. So we were constantly at war with each other, right? But we were just looking from different perspectives. And I think like, I would even just, encourage you to look at the interpersonal aspect of this, like talk to the people that you affect through being late, whether it's a spouse, whether it's someone that you're meeting for coffee, someone you're meeting at your company and ask them very genuinely. And you really have to be open-minded. What is the effect on you? What happens to you? What do you do? What do you think? What do you feel when I am late? Because their, their pain, even if you don't feel the pain of being late, if you can absorb, and this is what happened. My wife absorbed. She really saw what it did to me. And that actually has helped her to change significantly. Beautiful. <laughs> I hope she doesn't mind you sharing that story on this public <laughs> podcast.
1: But uh, thank you, Tiago. As we come to the tail end of this conversation, thank you so much for sharing all of these with us. The website you want to visit to learn more about this remarkable man and his brilliant brain and second brain is labs.co. F-O-R-T-E-L-A-B-S dot Co. Tiago Forte, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Vishen. It's been a real pleasure. And thank you all for joining us today. I'll see you on the next episode of the Mind Valley Podcast.
0: Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Na, na, na.
1: vision Lakiani and this is the Mind Valley podcast.